the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right with John Anthony. I got my main man, guest co-hosting today, Kevin Lamar Suggs from Bremen Township. You're committed out in Bremen Township. Yep. Welcome to Black and Right, buddy. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, you ready? I am ready. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, guys. I'm, I'm gonna ask. You know, I can't say my case. I have a hard time with my case. John Cabello used to hit me a lot because I dragged my tongue with my case. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a request. I'm beat. Okay. <laughs> I'm so beat. I'm tired. Um, I was um, speaking at the. Oh, well. <laughs> is, is that supposed to wake me up? <laughs> Hoff Daddy. I know that was audio of your dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they are. They really are. Uh, I was at uh, the Will County um, Lincoln Day Dinner, Republican Lincoln Day Dinner. And then last night I had the honor of speaking at Boone County, which is in Boone, in the Boonies. In the Boonies. <laughs> it's way up north, up by Rockford. Okay. So my wife and I, we drove all the way out there. We didn't get home last night. It's about midnight, mid 12, 15, something like that at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, I'm beat. And I spoke twice in Boone County. I was supposed to speak once. The keynote speaker couldn't make it, so uh, I did a little brief introduction of who I was, and then I came back out. Guess what I did the, the, um, my speech on? What? Frozen 2. <laughs> really? <laughs> so if you have kids, and if you have that movie Frozen 2, if you don't have it, don't buy it. <laughs> Is it bad? My kids. No, it's, it's a great movie. Oh. But my two twins, my two two-year-old twins, I have watched that movie probably, I don't know. I can't even, I, I, re- I really don't know how many times because as soon as it's over, again, again, <laughs> daddy, again. And so these songs, into the, I, I was singing at the thing last night. Uh, my wife said I was a little bold and brave. Uh, into the unknown. I was singing, um, um, I'm going to say it this way. Some things never change. <laughs> uh, I've seen that all night last night. So, but enough about John Anthony and uh, his uh, dealings and go- ongoings. What about you, buddy? Who is Kevin Lamar Suggs? Uh, I'm nobody. No. Oh, come uh, on. <laughs> well, you know, I, it, it started out. Um, well, actually, who I am is uh, I'm the committeeman of Bremen Township Republican mm-hmm. Organization. Uh, so there's nine cities and villages that uh, that are within Bremen Township. Where's Bremen located? Uh, so I live in Tinley Park, which is oh. probably the yeah, uh, it's probably the south uh, west part of our uh, district. Okay, and it goes all the way up to Crestwood, all the way over to Markham, Polsom area. Oh, uh, so it's a big diverse area. Yeah. Uh, you know, within uh, in that organization. So I've uh, been doing that since 2014. I was elected. I uh, was uh, 
the deputy committeeman before that from since 2011. And you guys I, have deputy committeemans? Yeah, we do. So it's a little different than. Is it pre- like Chicago where they have the precinct captains? Like something like that? Yes. So we have precinct captains. So I have 80 precincts, and I should have 80 precinct captains. I'm not there yet. We're getting there. But <laughs> I, I don't think any PC slots or whatever you call them, deputies, I don't mm-hmm. think any county has them all filled. Right. You know, <laughs> we're trying. It's a lot trying. of hard work being a PC. To get people to, you know, yeah. stay engaged and be passionate about it. But so, you know, started out 2010, ran for school board uh, in Bremen 228 in the high school school board. And uh, from there, I just got the uh, itch and the bug to uh, get more involved in politics. And here I am today. So how, here's the question, how did Kevin Lamar Suggs become a Republican? And guys, if you don't, if, you, if, you, if you're not watching the Facebook um, um, live feed right now, uh, I'm going to break it down to you. Kevin's black. And he's on the eastern side of Illinois, uh, where there's not many of uh, people that look like him and I who are Republicans. How did you, I mean, what happened? You know, far and few between. So, like, after school, I, you know, I graduated, got into the workforce, and I, you know, I'm, I'm big in my faith. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to deny that. You know, I saw, so am I. Don't worry. And I started to just look at, you know, what made sense. Like, if I'm going to line up with certain principles and morals and values, you know, the Democratic Party, which I had associated with just because of parents and family, didn't line up. Right. And so I was like, if I, I can't say one thing and do something else, I can't follow people who, you know, are against my beliefs. Right. You know, I won't go into all the specific ones. Right. But, you know, so that was kind of the wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. That was my walk away moment. You know, and then as I got involved, I was like, you know, well, I just want common sense and I don't want to be looked at as someone that, hey, I just want you for your vote. Right. And I really felt that, you know, as a Democrat at that time, you know, they just wanted my vote and they would give me little trinkets, trinkets of things that, you know, they would say, yeah. hey, this is why we want you on board. Oh, yeah. So from that moment on, it's like, you know what, I just started to educate myself, understand, you know, why and who the parties were about. And that's what helped change me. So so has it been easy? No, you know, I've lost friends and family over yeah. this, you know, but the one thing that growing up was that was said was, hey, go for what you believe in. And so I'm not going to turn, you know, and if people run or turn against me, that's OK. So so here's a question. I mean, this is this is something that, that I've I've found. When you are a Democrat turned Republican, you lose you lose friends, you lose families. But when you're a Republican turned Democrat, you don't lose too many people, do you? No, you gain them because you gain just, them. Right. They, they see you as something that they can use as a, a prop. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I've, I've seen this so many times, time and time and time again. As long as I'm agreeing with some left of center or some progressive ideology, I'm the champion mm-hmm. as a Republican. I mean, Pierre Delecto, Mitt Romney himself, uh, prime example. But the moment I, I, I have a, a, an opinion that differs or, or, or is altered from the opinion that the group thinkers think I should have, it's uh, your public opinion. How much of that have you dealt with? Daily, daily. You know, even within, even within our own party, you know, people, uh, if you don't line up exactly how they want you Correct. to be, you, you were good when you first started out, but then now all of a sudden you become a rhino. And that's an issue. And, and, and do you think that lends to why the Illinois Republican Party has had so many problems winning Yes, yes. We're divided and we attack. Right. And you're going to go more in, in, into that in the second hour about your, your Unite 2020 plan. Mm-hmm. But um, I got to say, um, Don Sattler, who's the chairman of Boone County, he gets it. He brought three black people to come speak to a predominantly white crowd last night. Mm-hmm. And 
um, I was amazed. I really was. And, and the people were so receptive of the message. Um, I know um, Peggy Hubbard, who's running for U.S. Senate, she was there. Uh, no, people, I did not endorse Peggy Hubbard. I did not. <laughs> Once again, I did not endorse Peggy Hubbard. But that was the first time I had ever been in an audience and, and to hear her speak. I understand why the, um, she's getting uh, some traction uh, throughout the state because she hits the right notes. Right. You know, right. and I am not endorsing Peggy Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> I have not endorsed Peggy Hubbard. I, I woke up to a few um, inbox messages that, you know, basically saying that I endorse. I'm like, no, that was a fr- I said great things about Tom Tartar. I said great things about Mark Curran. I think I think we have three candidates that could um, give Dick Durbin a run for his money. What do you think? What do you I thoughts? agree. I agree on that. You know, uh, a lot of people will judge uh, instantly. And I think Peggy's got a lot of judgment for things that have happened in the past. But you know what really for me is I want to know what's their plan once they get in office. And a lot of people Correct. don't want to talk about that because it, you can you can uh, coin yourself to look good and say all the right things. But I really want to know what you're going to be after or, or on day one. Right. Because because, and, and you know, Peggy talks a lot about what's happening with her and, and a particular group uh, from in Henry County. She calls them the mean girls. I told her, no, they're not mean. They're vetting you. This is a great opportunity to, to, to be truly vetted. That's what primaries are for. Mm-hmm. It helped to me when I had my primary, it helped me become a better candidate because the person who I was running against helped me understand my weaknesses. So I was able to, to better prepare. And, and I'm going to tell you, that's what Jennifer and Linda are doing for Peggy and, and, and all, any, other, any of the other candidates. She's helping build, the, build her up to be a better candidate. Right. And I think, I think, um, a lot of people have said that about what's going on um, in that race. It's going to be a it's going to be an uphill battle to, to defeat Dick Durbin. What do you think? Either way, you know, whichever candidate we do come up with, we're going to get behind them. But it is going to be a it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a battle mm-hmm. because I'm going to tell you if you're running right if you're running for the U.S. Senate and you don't think Dick Durbin if he thinks you're your challenge uh, if you don't think he's going to unleash holy you know what mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I got my daughter in the studio today, my, my Miss Kylie. She came in with me today. Uh, we were dressed alike today, but she took off her sweater, her red sweater, so her Santa Claus sweater, and uh-huh. you know she played me. Now she has just her justice. Uh, the ACLU will love that because <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm raising up an ACLU warrior there. No. But I do, I do believe she's going to be a, an attorney. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to Black and Right, Kylie. Welcome, Kylie. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. Um, we're going to be talking to Angela St- Stanton King, uh, who Trump just pardoned in his, I think he did 11 pardons and commutations the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking to her coming up, and I think she has a story that's going to be um, very eye-opening. I you know, agree. hey, go like my page, J. Anthony Speaks, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'm in studio with Kevin Lamar Suggs. I've got to come up with a nickname with you. Yeah. Hey, you listening to Black and Right? On AM560, The Answer, we will be right back with Angela Stanton King. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I love Michael, baby. (laughs) Classic. Hey, you tuned up, black and right on AM five sixty answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in studio is Kevin Lamar Suggs. 
Welcome, man. Hey, thank you. You know, um, one of the things that I really love about the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, is his heart. Mm-hmm. And I was on Twitter, perusing through Twitter, and I saw uh, a, a tweet that was talking about, do you, did you see the basically the people that Donald Trump were um, partnering and commuting? Mm-hmm. And I saw this one answer that says, I'm black. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And I, so I started reading through it, and I realized well, she, this person was one of the people that Donald Trump had pardoned. Okay. Um, Angela Stanton King, she's the founder of American King Foundation and Stanton Pub- Publishing House, mm-hmm. best-selling author, reality TV star, and activist, and one of the greatest clapback tweeters, <laughs> Twitters, right? Tweeters, Twitters, <laughs> Twitter. that I know. Right. Hey, Angela Stanton King, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm still kind of overwhelmed a bit by what's happened over the last few days. I'm still trying to catch my breath. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, I, I can only imagine uh, here in Illinois. So I used to be a former state representative here in Illinois and one of them, and I, as a Republican, too. And I fought a lot for criminal justice reform while I was here in Illinois. And when I read your story and I started going on TMZ, I started going on uh, BET and listening to your story. And I found a clip that I want to play. It's 41 seconds. It'll be really quickly. But I really want our listeners to hear Angela Stanton King. Here we go. Yeah, Angela, I don't know where you stood politically before this. Uh, has this changed your opinion, your your point of view on it, President it Trump? It absolutely has. I mean, when I grew up, I was a Democrat just pretty much all of my life, just going, doing what my mother and them was doing. And then I get out of prison. Here I am, a convicted felon. I'm a single mother. They give me a $25 check and a bus ticket, tell me to start my life over. I come home to four kids, two garbage bags of clothes, and two tombstones. My mother is in one and my grandmother is in the other. I absolutely lost everything. What I'm thankful for is Trump passing the First Step Act and giving all of those people that were left behind and in prison because of Obama's Fair Sentencing Act a chance to come home. We, we, we obtained that clip from TMZ. That was from an interview you did on TMZ. Explain to our listeners, Angela Stanton King, and what the work you're trying to do across America. Wow. So I'm fighting really hard for criminal justice reform. I'm also um, fighting for life. I'm fighting for the unborn as well. I think that um, in the black community, we've kind of been stagnant for a long time, and we've believed a lot of lies. Amen. And what my mother and grandmother always told me was, when you know better, you do better, right? Yes. So I am mm-hmm. a black woman that come from the hood, that struggled, that voted Democratic. I am even a black woman that's posted borders. But when I think about the mindset I had prior to my experience in prison and to who I am now after learning about the racist history behind Planned Parenthood and the founder, Margaret Sanger, yes. the only thing I could do was go right, yes. even though everybody else had gone left. And, and to hear that, st- hear that story, which uh, the, the part of that clip from TMZ, when you talked about when you got out of prison and all you had was $25 and a bus ticket. Um, I mean, what was that like? I mean, describe that I mean, to our I audience. I mean, I in my life. I mean, I couldn't, uh, there was no way to make it. So you, you got somebody that's out of prison. It's kind of like being stuck in a cave with no exit. So it was like, no matter what I did, no matter where I turned, okay, I had nowhere to go, lost everything, so I'm in a shelter. 
I can't get out of the shelter because nobody wants to give me a job. I'm a convicted felon. And again, I couldn't get Section 8 because I had a felony. And this is all for a nonviolent crime. So I'm maxing out from shelter to shelter until I finally end up at an organization for women and children. And my mentor, Dr. Alveda King, was actually the person sitting behind the desk. Love it. Had it not been for someone like her that day that was willing to take time with me, to teach me, to sow into my life, then I wouldn't be who I am today. Amen. Miss King, this is Kevin Sucks. Hey, I, just to to ask, you know, because a lot of people, um, when they, you get prejudged, you know, what? how do you come back from that? What do you do? What do you suggest to other people to, like, to turn things around? Because I know you're taking the steps to turn things around in your life, but what would be some practical steps that you can share with our listeners that, you know, that they can, I mean, know, to, never, to, to never give up. That was my thing. I couldn't give up because giving up meant death for me, right? I couldn't give up. So I had to discover myself along the way. So when all of those doors were closed, even when I was trying to find employment and find housing, I had to figure out another way. One thing that I knew, I was a great writer. I had written my first book when I was in prison. So I get out and I get the help to finally get it published. Of course, it ended up making me a national best-selling author. And from there, <laughs> I started my own publishing company. So we have gifts in us that we're born with, gifts and talents. It's just discovering what those are and turning them into a profitable business. So one of my biggest messages is to people that are coming behind me or people that find themselves struggling, find out what it is that you're good at and what you like to do. So, for instance, we have some women that are really good cooks. Yeah. Well, that's a catering business. We have some men that know how to paint. We have some men that are really good with their hands. In this day and age of technology, there's really no reason for anyone to be struggling because even a mother with a bunch of children who's not working can do something as simple as e-commerce or just work from the comfort of her own home. Mm -hmm. So it's just important for me with my organization to partner with other organizations to push financial literacy. And and the name of that book was, uh, it, it was Lies of a Real Housewife. Now it's called Life of a Real Housewife, right? Yes, Life of a Real Housewife, the book with me on the cover. Oh, that's amazing. So how, how are you responding to the naysayers, especially those who are minimizing your part in an effort to diminish um, President Trump's work in criminal justice reform and how he's helping in the well, black community? Well, you know, before when I was doing the work and nobody was paying me any attention, it kind of aggravated me a little bit because I'm like, they only see who they want to see, right? right? And they only edify who it is that they want to edify in this work. But now that I've received my part and I'm kind of released from all that because I'm like, my good work has played, has, 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 um, you know, proved my, shown myself approved. Amen. So it's kind of like, you know, I just want my story to be proof that you don't need everyone in your corner. You just need the right one Amen. in your corner. So the naysayers, had I listened to them, I still be on the other side of the fence. You have no idea how much you're encouraging my heart and Kevin's heart as we're listening to your message of hope, redemption, and, and just God taking, taking somebody and changing their, their entire and complete life. You truly are an inspiration to so many people, and I'm sure you're an inspiration to so many people that are listening. Would you, would you say that sometimes, though, um, when it comes to the black community, we, sometimes we become our own worst enemies when we see somebody like you who've um, risen to the top and they continue to want to press back down? Because they continue to want to, because I saw, I saw something else where you said, I'm not my past, basically. 
What are your thoughts on that? Right. I mean, it's kind of been like that for a long time. I mean, we only, you know, it's kind of reminds me of when we were in high school and everybody used to have cliques. So if you don't believe in our ideology or if you don't, if you're not a Democrat, then we're not going to support you or we're not going to report on your story. And it's kind of just like you said, we are our own enemy. I was having a conversation with someone the other day. I said, you know, there are 37 million approximately black Americans in America. Wow. We, if we all came up with an organization where we just donated a dollar a week, mm. we yeah. could generate wealth and yeah. we could go from city to city, empowering organizations yeah. and, mm-hmm. and building black wall sheets. But when are we going to ever on. come together? Yeah, right. I'm definitely going to pass on your name to my buddy, Mays Jackson. He's another host here in the, in the city. Um, but why don't you talk to the people? Do you have a website? Where can people find your book? Do you travel? Because I think we need to get you here to Chicago to have a conversation. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I do I do travel. Everyone can look up all of my information and all the work that I do at AngelaStantonEPK.com. And EPK stands for Electronic Press Kit. Uh-huh. So it's AngelaStantonEPK.com. Everything's there. Thank you guys so What's much. What's your Twitter for handle? You got, you got- I do travel. So my Twitter handle is the Angie Stanton, and my Instagram is the Angela Stanton. Angela Stanton King, thank you so much. I'm going to stay in contact with you because we got to get you here to Illinois to speak to what's going on here as well. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. I can't wait. Thanks a lot. All thank right. you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Angela Stanton King. Another story of redemption. Another story of somebody overcoming. Um, I'm excited. That's the way to do it. She's a great example. That's it. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 City Answer. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Oh, hawk daddy in there, jamming in there. Hey, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside my guest co-host today, Kevin Lamassooks. What's up, buddy? The one and only. Uh, what do you think about that interview? That was really good. I'm really, really impressed and proud that she's continuing to move forward and plug, plug forward. With and I'm, and I mean, you know what? The most racist president in the history of the United States is the one that did it. Think about that. Think about that for a minute. I have no words. The for racist that. in chief, Donald John Trump. It was the one that pardoned her, a black woman. Right. Yeah, okay, moving on. <laughs> um, so, uh, maybe about two months ago, uh, I was on Twitter, I think it was. I think I saw a Twitter message of this candidate who was running for the 14th Congressional District. Uh, I reached out to him and I said, hey, um, I see that you are now one of the 19 million people that are running for the 14th Congressional. 20 million. 20 million. Okay, 20 million. Okay. Um, you know, and I said, hey, I want to bring you on. Because, I mean, no, he's from my f- most favorite show. James Evans from the Good Times. <laughs> Joining Black and Right is Jerry Evans, candidate for the 14th Congressional District. Welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, thank you so much, John. It's an honor to be on your program. Kevin, thanks so much for having me. Uh, and by the way, I walked in and accidentally called Kevin Dr. Suggs, so that's going to be your nickname from now on. Uh, I'll take okay. that. Okay, that's how I'll introduce him when I come back from breaking Dr. Dr. Suggs. Dr. Suggs. <laughs> there you go. See, I told you, i got to come up with a nickname that's for you. That's my nickname. So, Jerry... Um, the 14th Congressional. Yeah. Wow, it's a lot of people running. Yeah. Why? What makes Jerry viable? What makes Jerry the best candidate candidate to run against 
Miss um, Congre- Congresswoman Lauren Underwood. Yeah, great question. Well, thanks so much for having me on again. Again, so obviously I'm Jerry Evans running in the 14th District to unseat Congresswoman Underwood. And by the way, I've got a little bit of a throat sickness, so I, I normally sound a little bit better than this. But sound I'm, like Tommy Tenney. You know, <laughs> my throat's giving it all I've got right now, but it's an honor to be here. And so uh, a few things for you. First off, uh, I am a young millennial with a strong record of accomplishment in the private sector. As a small business owner with a music school, I've got a successful marriage. I'm a successful parent, and I'm an outsider. Yeah. Uh, as well as I'm, I'm strongly pro-life. I'm a Christian. I'm unashamed of that. I support the president, Donald J. Trump, uh, and I'm honest and transparent. But if you look at viability yeah. uh, for the 14th district, here's a few things for you. First off, my values fit the district. Yeah. So if you look at my pro-life, pro-family values, stopping human trafficking, uh, pro-Trump supporting the president values, protecting the Second Amendment, solving and stopping illegal immigration, uh, as well as lowering taxes on the middle class and small businesses. My values fit the district. It's like if you were to pull the 14th, my values fit out like a glove. Secondly, uh, we know that a lot of times, unfortunately, very sadly, the Democratic Party has a, uh, a history of playing the race card against uh, Republicans. Yeah. And I've got great news for you. But they your can't... brother's black, though, right? Yeah. My brother's black yeah. and my wife is half Asian. Yeah. They don't have the ability to play that against me. Thirdly, I've heard just from some, some sources that Congresswoman Underwood, she wants to play herself off as being really nice so she can make the Republican be, out the big, be the big, bad, mean guy. Mm-hmm. And, well, think about this. I'm the guy who used to do mission trips to serve the poor, give to the poor, and I hang out with kids, teaching them music and helping them enjoy music. Good luck with making me out to be the big, bad, mean guy. Yeah. And lastly, I'm honest and I'm authentic and tra- transparent. And, you know, I'm not a type of guy who changes my tune based upon the moment, but I want to be honest and relatable. And I really definitely believe that I have the ability to relate to the swing voters as well as the soft Democrats with my messages, especially with important issues like health care or important issues like immigration, et cetera, et cetera. So, Jerry, uh, I'm a committee man. And so part of my process yeah. is that I vet candidates that you know run in my area yeah. so i'm just going to pose a question to you as i would as if you were running in my in my area yeah please what are the top two issues in your district and what is your plan to to change that yeah great question i think if i were to focus on the top two issues in the general election because uh, you know we, we talk, started off with the viability so i'm gonna hit maybe the top two issues in the general election uh, so people know why I'm viable. But number one, it's the health care issue. Yes. Uh, people are wondering, hey, where is where is this Republican at? We know that Congresswoman Underwood, you know, is a registered nurse but never had a nursing job. But she sells herself as, uh, you know, a big uh, proponent for for health care issues. And I want to let you know that I've been through parasite issues and didn't have a normal diet for months. I've been through Lyme disease. Yeah. Wow. So I care about wow. the weak and defenseless. And so I am fully committed to protecting people with pre-existing conditions. But also at the same time, I have a, a, a love for the free market as well as a compassion for the least of these. And so I want to approach things from a free market free market perspective, opening competition across state lines, lowering drug prices, uh, helping lower premium costs, making it easier for doctors to go ahead and actually care for patients. Think about this. What is healthcare and healthcare law? What's it supposed to do? Right. It's supposed to provide healthcare. I can't tell you how many doctors I talk to who say, Jerry, I felt like my hands were tied because of the Unaffordable Care Act. <laughs> or when I, when I talk with them and they say, you know, Jerry, we had to, you know, close our business after Obamacare went in place. So I'm committed to the least of these as well as a free market approach because I'm a free market uh, type of guy and a, a free economy type of guy. Go ahead. That's excellent. No, I just wanted to make sure because day one is really important. So we... Um 
want to just you know make sure that sure. You're, you've got that plan. Sure. Yeah, and 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 we, he, he's going to stick around, so we'll come back and you can continue on to that. Brandon, uh, stay on the line. I got you. I'll take your your message, your call when we come back. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jerry Evans. Candidate for the 14th Congressional District. He's dancing. Uh, <laughs> he may have a little a, a little musical bone. I'm going to call him James Evans uh, from Good Times. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> are you not entertained? Come on. Where's the no, are you not entertained? Uh, Come on. We are having a good time over here. You're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Well, I guess we can call it Black and Right since Jerry um, uh, James Evans from Good Times is here. <laughs> hey, you're tuning in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, join me in studio is uh, Dr. Suggs. Hey. Dr. Suggs. <laughs> I've been elevated. Uh, before the break, we were talking to a candidate um, for the 14th Congressional, Jerry Evans. Um, but be, be, before we, we continue and you have those questions, I want to take a call. I, my, so I brought my my daughter Kylie in studio today. As you can see, she does awesome. She's she's attached to me everywhere I go. Awesome. Uh, but before we go, before we continue that, I want to talk to Brandon, the tattoo conservative. <laughs> Thanks for calling Black and Right. Hey, what's going on, John? How's it going today? I'm I'm doing well, man. What's going on with you? You you guys got another Trump rally going on? Oh man, we got 170 across the country coming up on the 29th. Um, wait, 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 wait. Time out. 179 in one day. Yeah, so we, uh, John, made National Trump Day about three weeks ago for USA, and our team kind of sat down and put together a national day, and we are now picked up in Florida. We're picked up as far south as Alabama. We've got things going all the way across the East Coast, the West Coast, down south, and here in Illinois. 33 just in uh, one day here in our state. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Brandon Harris, the tattoo conservative, you're doing <laughs> yeah, great, great. big things for uh, President Trump. Uh, did, did you have a question or a comment, or is that all you wanted to call in about? I wanted to ask Jerry Evans a question, actually. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Evans, would you run for office? I, uh, you ran into me at the Algonquin rally. Yeah, I remember you. About your perspective on yeah. things. What cool. is your thought process on how you'd be able to gain funds for your race if you make it past the primary? Yeah, well, great question. Qu- that's a great question. Uh, I've got a few things for you. First off, we know that this is going to be a top three, top five, or top ten district that Republicans and Democrats are looking at nationally. So, you know, I can't say who I talked to and what's going on, but from my sources, we definitely know a lot of money. A lot of money is coming in from the outside. Secondly, in terms of what I would do, you know, obviously, uh, I'm a political outsider right now, but if I were to win the nomination, which we definitely believe we can win this race in three and a half weeks, uh, I love connecting with people and really enjoy raising money and actually naturally from a personality perspective i have the ability to get down get to work make the phone calls go to the meetings go to the fundraisers and help people have vision for how we are definitely going to be congresswoman underwood and so i believe i can give that vision and i definitely believe i'm the type of person who will uh, outwork anybody or outgrit anybody and do the work necessary to raise those funds all right thanks so hey brandon thanks so much for calling and good job buddy. thank you so much for having me good job wow 179 rallies in one day. Yeah, it's amazing. So last night I had to, I, you know, I, I spoke at Boone County 
um, Republicans Lincoln Day dinner. Um, uh, Hoff Daddy, now I'm um, thinking about uh, that message you just sent me. Now I'm all <laughs> I'm checking my shirt. <laughs> well, you know, um, I like to get the entire John in the shot. Well, I, I, I've noticed. <laughs> um, uh, he's talking about my gut, guys. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. Um, but I had an opportunity to speak at the Boone County Republican Lincoln Day dinner last yeah, night. Yeah, it's great. And in, in the audience was uh, Dave Tomac. He's from the Illinois Walkaway. Yeah. And I, I told him I wanted him to call in and talk about what the Illinois Walkaway was doing. Hey, Dave, welcome to Black and Right. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me on the show, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So, so talk to our listeners who don't know um, much about what's happening with the Walkaway movement, specifically here in Illinois. Well, it's um, it's like this. It's a national thing. It started on social media with Brandon Strzok, who's the founder, and he is a walkaway. Walkaway is somebody who walked away from the Democrat Party because of all the uh, you know the lies and the hate that the media and the left like to spew out at everybody. So he looked at things from a, a outside point of view. Looked at both the Republican Party, looked at Donald Trump, and what Democrats are doing. And he decided he aligned more with Republicans than he did with Democrats and wanted to know how many others felt the same way. And that's when all of a sudden a landslide of video testimonials and written testimonials started coming in. And that's when the movement started to really gain momentum. Wow. And so it, it grew so fast. We have over half a half a million members. Is that here so in Illinois fast. or throughout the, the nation? Throughout the nation. Okay. No, in Illinois... We have about, uh, let me see, about 650. There are a lot more people that are from Illinois that are part of Walkaway, but they haven't joined the Illinois Walkaway group. Some people, and wh- wh- where can they, where can, is, there a, is there a website, sure. a Facebook? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, on Facebook, you go to uh, hashtag Walkaway Campaign, and you join there. And uh, once you become a member there, you can uh, be reached by state leaders, we have two state leaders in Illinois, and it's myself, Dave Tomek, and Evan Castle. Okay. And we, we, we go around, we do uh, 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 meet and greets and go to town, township meetings and meet people and give people a platform who are disappointed with the Democrat Party. Yeah. And a lot of people are. You yeah. know, it's, you guys see it. Yes. And, you know, Jerry Evans is seeing it. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, you know, you're starting to see... A lot of people, that, especially here in Illinois, a lot of people don't know. Maybe you've mentioned this before in your show. 50,000 people left Illinois last year. Yeah. Well, well. year before that was 47. We're the only state in the Midwest that is losing more citizens than gaining citizens. And there's a reason why. So that's why uh, groups like uh, Freedom Movement USA and Walk Away, you know, they're gaining momentum and interest because people are looking for leadership. And people, you know, like like Jerry Evans and Peggy Hubbard and yourself and Lamar, you're you're providing that that you know that guiding light for people who are looking for real leadership because they're pretty disappointed with the Democrat Party. Yeah, and, and you know, as I told you last night, um, I'm I'm am I'm, I'm afraid of what's happening with the Republican Party because I uh-huh. think what's happening with your walk away movement, so many people are walking away, but they're walking to Donald Trump the movement. And not right. to the Republican Party itself, or, or any yeah. other party. It's 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 a movement that's been built for Donald. And I love it. Don't get me wrong, but right. I'm, I'm what I hope is that the um, Republican Party are really looking to take advantage of what you guys are trying to do. Um, you guys have any events coming up here in Illinois? Uh, we don't. Um, they're 
they're, they're basically meet and greets, and um, you know we plan those through our Illinois group. Okay. But our, our main goal is to get Brandon Strzok back here, hopefully in the summertime, because you know, I talked to Brandon a little while back. We have meetings, and we interact. And I told him, you know, you're very you're vital and vital element for helping us flip the state of Illinois. Cause there are a lot of people here in Illinois that believe we can do that. Yeah. And, and he's such an outstanding speaker like yeah. yourself. I was very impressed with your speech last night. Thank you. And uh, especially the part where you said when you were running for office, you said you wanted to earn their support, yeah. not just their vote. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. Amen. Well, well, Dave Tomac, we're talking with from walk away, Illinois. Hey, thanks so much for joining black and right. You got to get Brandon Strzokka to come on this show. Let's make that happen. Uh, You listen in to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. Keep it locked. Doctor Suggs is in studio, and James Evans. We'll be right back. (laughs) Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Black and Right with your host John Anthony, Doctor Suggs. And you know what? This, I, I, I picked up this stray who doesn't want to leave candidate for the 14th congressional, Jerry Evans. Hey, while you're listening to us, uh, why don't you go over to Facebook, give the page a like at Black and Right. If you miss any of our shows, go to 560theanswer.com and check out all of our past episodes. Give this page a like, share the Facebook page. Um, I, my daughter's kicking me, guys. <laughs> but um, go ahead. And, why don't you talk to Jerry about your... I just wanted to yeah, yeah. one last question. Yeah, they have one more question. And what's important is messaging. So let's just say you you are yeah. the, our nominee going forward. You know, the messaging is really what are the, I'll just say the top uh, vulnerability that you would see with uh, Congressman Underwood that you would go after? And how would you present that to help you in your? You have 30 seconds to answer that. Yeah. So I would say a few things. First off, I would, I would. This may be counterintuitive, but I would be very positive with showing how I'm the person that fits the values of the district, and I'm actually I'm the type of person that's going to be the healthcare champion for the 14th district, as well as taking care of illegal immigration and then doing that as well in a compassionate manner. I actually really believe that we can actually take that what would be considered a strong point from Underwood and say, you know what, I've been through the tough stuff. I'm going to protect the weak and defenseless. I'm actually going to do what I say, and I'm actually going to accomplish lower drug prices and lower premiums. That's the first thing, and I think. Ultimately, I'm a transparent, honest person. Underwood has said a number of things that, has, uh, that she has not done in office, and she's had a very, very, very progressive voting record. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, and just like Donald J. Trump, I'm going to get in office, I'm going to do that. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, anything healthcare related, you may want to reach out to see Stephen Tucker. Yeah. You may want to look at that past episode. He and I, he came in, and he was a guest host for me. Yeah. Uh, look, look him up. Um, really listen to the plan yeah. that he has. But now, how can people reach Jerry uh, Evans for Congress. What do they? What you have? Website, phone numbers, um, any meetings coming up? Any gatherings coming up for the campaign? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, please uh, go to JerryForCongress.com. So Jerry with a J, Jerry for Congress, Jerry F O R Congress.com. Go ahead and visit us there. You can email us. We'd love to get you involved uh, with doing uh, volunteering or anything else that you can do, as well as you can actually check out where I stand. Check out my video. I've got a top five policy plan for Illinois, and one of those top five plans is actually healthcare. So if you want to read more about what I want to do, you know what? I'm actually going to tell you, yeah. as opposed to some other candidates. And so please check that out. Get in touch with us. I'm the candidate who's going to get out there, tell you what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go do it because I'm a business person, just like the president. I'm ready to get things done. 
There you have it. All right. Jerry Evans, <laughs> candidate for the 14th Congressional. Thanks, Thanks so John. much for joining us on Black and Red. Thanks, John. Dr. Suggs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's your nickname that you came yeah. up with. That's yeah. an amazing nickname. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Um, dude, I'm, the first hour is over just like that. See how quickly this – I told you this goes quick. It's fun. I told you it would go by like, like that, and that's what's happened. Hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm John Anthony. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at J. Anthony Speaks. Where can they follow you? Uh, Bremen Township Republican Organization on Facebook. All right. Interact with us. Tell us what you're thinking of this show. Is Jerry Evans the candidate for the 14th? Or whatever else you want us to talk about. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back. AM560 The Answer. To have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome into Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in for the second hour of Black and Right in studio as my guest co-host is Kevin, well, I should say Dr. Kevin Lamar Suggs. Dr. Suggs, I'll be above. above. <laughs> That's a great nickname, um, Jerry Evans, for the candidate for the 14, gave you. You know, I actually went to, pre, well, went to school for pre-med, so I really? was going to be a doctor. What happened? I didn't follow through. I didn't follow through. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> so you, you, you were almost Dr. Suggs. Almost. <laughs> well, why not? Continue. Go back. Uh, oh, <laughs> too much money. Too well, much you money. Only, you, what, you're only 22, 21, 22 years old, right? Yeah, I'll look like that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're just joining us, I just want you guys to know that Dr. Suggs is, guess what? Wait for it. He's black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound it. I know. I know. It's been said. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. So how was our one for you? Excellent. I am excited. I'm, Did you enjoy I'm it? A, I'm getting a bug. You know? Yeah, I mean, the questions, you, I mean, you, had, you posed some good questions. I really appreciate that. Uh, and you, you're in tune. You're, you're paying attention. Uh, you know, Kay Winey was on here last week. <laughs> she was she just, yeah, all over. No, I'm just kidding. Kay, Kay was awesome. I love messing with her. Um, but um, hour one's in the books. Hour two, I, I, I like to start focusing a lot more on the Illinois issues, the things that affect Illinois. And uh, one of the things when I reached out to you, you said, um, I got a couple of things that I, I like to talk about um, that I think is Illinois-centric. Mm-hmm. And you've created something called Unite 2020. It's, it's, uh, I, I mean, I'll let you go in and explain. What, what is Unite 2020? Why is it important to our listeners? And what effect will it have on them? Well, Unite 2020 came, came to pass. Um, I had a candidates forum, and, and Chairman George Pearson uh, was my co-host, and at the end, you know, I just George, really, George Pearson. <laughs> and I just really had to, you know, I really was feeling a lot of different things. And one thing I see in our party is that we don't unite. We're good at hanging out one another. We eat our own and we don't come together. And that's hurting us as a party, especially in Illinois, because we really need to be unified. And we have to change our motive from just getting along. But we now have to fight, not one another, but fight you know, the opposition yeah. fight, the, the, the idiocracy that's yeah. going on right now. So to kind of sum up, basically, you know, I want us to, to come together. It's okay to have differences of opinion. 
it's okay to not to have your specific uh, candidate that you're behind. Right. But don't go out of your way to knock that person down. Mm-hmm. Educate people on what you see as an issue, but then let that person do their own education and figure out on their own because they're going to make their own their decision at the end. But but right. but can can sometimes you educating because I, I I'm thinking back to the Peggy and the the Mean Girls thing. <laughs> can sometimes you educating somebody on an issue. Somebody can perceive that as an attack, perceive that as you're coming after them. Instead, it's, it's, it's you pointing out something that in the general election, a Democrat will expose mm-hmm. and beat the heck out of you with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I agree with part? you. It's, it's a part of the presentation. So we can say the same thing in two different ways. One way can be embraced and the other can be rejected. What we do now in our party is we present things that people reject. So there's no opportunity for growth. There's no opportunity for people to to say, hey, maybe that is a developmental area or an opportunity right. for improvement. Right. I mean, so what's 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 what do you think? I mean, how, how, how do you think this can get done? Because we are talking about not the Republican Party. We're talking about the Illinois Republican Party. We're so factor fractured. One of the things I heard somebody speak, I, I heard them say, you know, you have the northern you have the Western, you have the Eastern, you have the Central, and then you have the Deep State. And then we're all like this. Mm-hmm. I think it was Peggy Hubbard who said this. And we're all like this. Mm-hmm. But if we ever come together and we make that fist, here's the weapon that we need to do to punch back, to fight back. Mm-hmm. As long as we're fighting like this, I can slap you. I'll probably, probably knock, you out, knock you down. Right. But if I punch you, you ain't getting up. Right. Right? Right. You know, and so the so the thing is, is that it's, I'm not saying that we should do violence. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't take it that way at all. You know, but the, at you know at the at the end of the day, I, I said, you know what? Okay, so let's go ahead and vote for who we want. Don't let the establishment tell us who we should vote for. Educate yourself. Vote for that person. Stand behind that. Believe it. And then after the primary, we come together. You know, we forget what happened. There may have been a few black eyes. You know, along the way. But you forgive that and move forward. Forgive and forget, and then let's unite so that we can come together strongly and then win in November. But we do that. We unite around a vision. Yes. What should that vision be that we unite around? Because, again, let's say we one day run, I don't know how many rep seats and Senate seats are in the the Chicago area, but let's say we run a Republican in every last one of those seats, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that Republican... In Chicago, on the south side of Chicago, can't think like or be the same person as the person that's south of the Mason-Dixon line. Right. Right? Right. So how do, you, how do we bring that together where somebody may be a little liberal left of center up in the Cook County, some of the Collie areas, but deep down state, they're fire, fire brand red. Mm-hmm. And that's where why I was saying earlier with Jerry about messaging. You know, so the messaging is going to be different for the different areas. And you have to figure out what is the key points that are important to that district or to those, you know, people that are in that area. Right. And then bring that forward. And then that's what we unite behind. It's not going to be the same across the board. There's no way you're going to have one blanket vision for the whole state. Correct. But you have to take the, hey, our goal is to get elected candidates. Right. Then the next, from there, then we do the subset. What's your day one plan? What is your, what's, that's why I asked Jerry, what are the right. top issues that you see in your district? Because it's going to be different for another district. It is. But if he understands what the issues are and he goes after that, right. then we can unite behind that vision, that strategy, 
and make it happen. Because he's, he was totally correct. Healthcare in the 14th Congressional District mm-hmm. is one of the most important. I, I live in the 14th Congressional mm-hmm. District. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most, because you have a lot of senior citizens, mm-hmm. uh, that whole pre-existing condition aspect of, mm-hmm. of, of healthcare, um, health insurance, healthcare, that, that was one of the things that took my good friend and buddy Randy, Randy Hoekman out. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the nurse, uh, Congresswoman Lorna Underwood, was able to take advantage of that. Yep. You know, so you, you, you're totally right. But I think, look, I'm firebrand conservative. I'm right. I'm 100% conservative. I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. I'm, mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to be conservative. Sure. Uh, uh, um, but I also am a realist. I realize you know, the only way we take back this party and then we take back this state is if we're willing to all come to the table and have one of the biggest fights that we ever had, we've ever had, and that we're willing to do the hard work because it's going to take it's going to take a lot of work. You know, I get a lot, I get a lot of people telling me this state's not worth fighting fighting for. My speech last night was Illinois is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Here's why Illinois is worth fighting for because people don't care nothing about your what until they understand your why. Yes, and we have been piss poor in de- in defining what our why is. People are not voting for Republicans because Republicans don't understand why they're even running. Right. I right agree with wrong. you. I agree with you 100%. You know, and, that, and that's where the vision comes in, and it has to come from top down. My business sense, you know, you, you have your management, and they tell you what, to, you know, give you right. ed- pointers on how to do it, but we have to step up and then do it. We've got to change our, our goal, how we go to day to day within the party. We've got to open up to listen. And one thing that I use, uh, and I'll, I'll be brief, but is listen, acknowledge, and follow up. Mm. That's three things that I use in my personal life and my business life. Yeah. You know, you've got to listen to what the issues are. You've got to acknowledge that you understand, and then you've got to follow up by saying, here's our plan. So that's kind of, you know, some of the things that I think that we can do. And as you said, as you suggested, we do need to come together. And it can't be just the elite of the Correct. party. It has to be everybody. Correct. And they have to be open to hearing what they may not be doing correct because everything is modified. And it's going to be people, it's going to be people at that table who you may say, Oh, they shouldn't probably be at this table. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to be people that, that have had problems, Mm -hmm. you know, issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to have to figure that out. You know, it's not personal. It comes down to what is the plan and what is the vision. And that's, I can stand behind a plan. Right. But if there's no plan, then we don't change. Write the vision, make it plain. So they that read it Mm -hmm. will run. It's not that they're when they read it, that means they're so excited about the vision that has been cast. Mm-hmm. They, are, they will go out into the world and make sure that vision comes to pass mm-hmm. without a vision. Without wait, what, what let's say without a vision, the people perish. perish. My people perish. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's scripture. But I mean, that's life. That is life. That's a principle. My wife has been beating me up for the last couple of years because <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> uh, but because of that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't have a vision. Right. To, 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 that explains the why to do the what mm-hmm. and the how. John, a good friend of mine, John Reeves, says it like this. We need a mom. Mm-hmm. We don't, right now, we've been operating with a wicked step, step mom. Mm-hmm. We need money operation and, uh, and message. Yes. Message operation and money. Yep. That's what we need yep. for this party. That sums it to up. To flourish. Yes. To come back. Mm-hmm. To take back and make Illinois great again. We can do it. I know we can do it. We can do it if we if we're willing and able to do the hard work that it takes. Woo! <laughs> Sometimes I get on that soapbox hey, and can't I'm, come down. I'm up there with you. <laughs> you listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm John Anthony. Follow me at Facebook and Twitter at J Anthony Speaks. Where can they follow you? Bremen Township Republican Organization. On Interact Facebook. with us. Hey, share the post, like the post. If you have any comments, questions, give us a call. We'll be right back. Keep it locked right here, AM 560.
I'll return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. I take you back, don't I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take you back. Old school. Hey, you tuned in to Black and White on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside, if you look up in the uh, Facebook feed, if you're not watching, if you're not listening on the radio, if you look on the Facebook feed, you'll see who my guest, co- guest co-host is today, uh, Kevin Lamar Suggs. If you look right underneath his name, you'll see the <laughs> nickname of the Dr. Suggs. Uh, it's sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, so a lot of um, strange things happened this week in Illinois, didn't it? Right, you to know, say the least. Um, you know, President Trump... Um, Let's just say he pardoned a few people. <laughs> just a few. Uh, let's say he pardoned a particular person who was um, from Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, <coughs> was the former governor. Did that open up a storm or what? It opened up a storm and, and some question marks. Yeah. You know, uh, I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence, but go ahead. Oh, go, oh <laughs> this is going to be good then because I'm of the belief that he, sh- he should, first of all, he shouldn't have got that much time. Right. Um, I'm of the belief. I've been I've been on Twitter um, saying that Blago should be released. Um, I knew he should have been released. Um, I personally, this is me. Mm-hmm. My question has always been, why didn't they allow him to actually go with go forth with what they call selling the seat? Mm-hmm. Why didn't that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Why do you think they didn't they didn't allow that to go forth? That's a great question. Yeah. And, uh, and so know. that's always been something. I'm, I'm a former investigator. I'm a cop. I mean, right, I, look right. at, I, I look at this type of stuff from a cop's perspective, from an investigatory perspective. May I offer a uh, possible Go ahead. insight? My opinion? Give me some insight. Uh, having listened to and edited those FBI tapes uh-huh. uh, pretty extensively, okay. I think they may have come to the you know, sort of reluctant conclusion that he wasn't very good at this corruption thing nope. and there was a good chance he might not get any of this illegal activity done yeah mm-hmm. and, and, and he was going to strike out and then it was just going to be okay well let me appoint jesse do, white so i can get a couple of favors do you think it, it probably was pointing to somebody else though that they were afraid that might have gotten gotten ensnared and trapped in you think this they're thing? trying to protect somebody from getting through with i them? don't know i'm just saying mm-hmm. i, I want to live tomorrow so i don't want to wake up tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on your suicide tonight, John. It was uh, very well executed. I'm telling you now, I did not do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they made him the scapegoat, though. I think I do, and know. that was my point. That's my point. Mm-hmm. You want, you want, you you made, you made, you wanted to make an example out of him mm-hmm. uh, instead of do, doing the your your the, the job. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of Republicans are saying, you know, he's corrupt. You know what? Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I met him twice. I met him twice. Uh, when I worked at Safer Foundation, uh, when I worked at Safer Foundation, he came and he was looking to see how he can help. He, I think he was a congressman at the time. Okay. And then I met him as a mayor. Mm-hmm. I mean, as the governor. Right. And each time that I ever met him, he's always been gracious, nice. I mean, very attentive to who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that in a politician. I'm not, that's just me. Right. right. You know, but my, my thing is that regardless of what happened, the, the important thing for him to have done when he got out was to say, I am sorry. That I recognize yeah. what I did was wrong yeah. or what his involvement, because everything wasn't perfect. Yeah. But when you come out arrogant and as if you're not, you didn't do anything wrong, yeah. and that, that puts a sour note on people. And then they think that you should still be locked up. But, I mean, it kind of reminds me of Trump. Let's listen to some of the press conference that Blago uh, came forth with. I would say to myself, one day, one day I'll make it back to you. And hold your hand, sweetheart. Just woman of substance. 
And I would remember what a gracious thing it's been to walk through life with you. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for waiting. She's something else. What's that? That's a soldier there. She sure is something, isn't she? That's right. Yep. Anyway, um, so again, on behalf of Patty and Amy and Annie and me, we want to again express our, our deepest gratitude to President Trump. Like I said, as a Republican president and a Democratic governor, he didn't have to do this. Is he right? Yeah. I, he, I, he didn't have to do this. He, he had, didn't. He didn't have, he didn't have, I mean, what does, how does it benefit President Trump by pardoning, I mean, commuting the sentence of Rob Lagoy? What does it, what, what does he benefit from it? You know, I, I, on the outside, I can't see anything, you know, behind the scenes, it could be something, but I mean, really, I think it was just more or less a gesture to say, Hey, we went too far. Let's correct, you know, what was done 14 years. I mean, eight years is a long time. You know, and so, I mean, everybody deserves a second chance. And think about Trump. Trump really is not trusting this whole process. I think I think that was heavy on Trump's mind Mm -hmm. about the whole government, how government comes down on people and how they did him with the Mueller investigation, with the impeachment. I think that had a lot to do with why the president. I mean, I'm not speaking for President Trump, but I um, I, I've been following him long enough to know how he sometimes acts. But um, could it be? And just throwing this out uh-huh. there, but could it be that he sees that that sort of Rust Belt, um, sort of typically historically Democrat, um, blue collar vote is what really put him in office? Of course. Um, <laughs> in the end, and if he's seen as maybe a little less partisan by blue dog types, then yeah. maybe uh, yeah, it can happen again. Maybe they'll pull a lever for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the governor continues. But President Trump is not a typical politician. That's right. He's tough. He's outspoken. He gets things done. He's a problem solver in a business where too many politicians don't want to solve problems. All they want to do is play politics and get nothing done for the people. He's, he's, he's got a, I'm a Trumpocrat. The Trumpocrat, that's right. Guess who owns the URL for Trumpocrat? Who? Take a while. Guess who owns the URL for that? Because, you know, that's, what I, that's the business I'm in. Right. We know. Take a guess. We know. President Trump. Yep. Trump Foundation. Trump, the, Trump, the Trump organization owns Trumpocrat. And then I looked, Trumpocrats. Somebody just bought that on February 19th. Really? I was trying to buy it. Oh, you were? <laughs> I was trying to buy it. And somebody had already beat me to it. But, did, did, uh, did you see who? Uh, no, I didn't, uh, it was private. Oh, okay. But, but, but Governor Blago, he, um, if you're listening to uh, just joining us, uh, as you know, Trump pardoned Blag- Rob Blagojevich. And... Let's continue to listen to what the governor says. Are you going to vote every time? If I have the ability to vote, I'm going to vote for him. Well, I don't know that they allow me to vote, but if, but I'll get into that in a minute. But let me just say that that uh, that our, our president is uh, he's tough and outspoken, and he has the courage to challenge the old way. He has the courage to challenge the old way. That's what's happening. That's why President Trump is getting so much grief and so much hell, so much pushback, because he's challenging mm-hmm. how things have always been done. The mediocrity. Right. You know, I, I'm a, um, uh, I was a champion of continuous improvement. And the one thing that anytime you go in to try to change the mentality and structure of what's happening, people, that's how we always did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trump's not a that's how we always did it kind of guy. Am I right? No, not at all. <laughs> so what do we do? You know, you know he, he's, he's, he's paving the way for us to take on a new direction. It's like steering a ship. It takes a while as you turn the rudder, you know, for it to actually go that direction. But he's making it happen. People are against it. He's exposing things. He's challenging things. And, and people want the status quo. 
because the status quo was comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was this a chess move by Trump? Yes, I, I believe so. I, I, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but in my mind, my opinion, it was a chess move. Well, I, I, I see it this way, and uh, my good buddy Mays Jackson is going to be the first radio interview um, that uh, Blago does. Uh, Monday morning. Oh, okay. so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have that tuned in because I want to hear it. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a chess move. I think it, 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 it um, just what George just said. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it opens up that lane that Trump knows he has to keep, especially if Bloomberg or Biden mm-hmm. wins the nomination, because I don't see anybody else that's center or anywhere near moderate in the Republican, I mean, in the Democratic. Party Klobuchar is pretending like she is, but you know, <laughs> too little, too late. <laughs> too, too little, too late. Tulsi may have given him a run, but oh. she wouldn't have energized her own base. So, <laughs> actually, I you know, I felt like though if they had given Tel- Tulsi an opportunity yeah. on the stage, like they like they're doing now to um, Bloomberg, they completely changed the rules. They, oh, we're not changing the rules. Right. If I was Cory Booker. Oh. If Tulsi had showed up with five hundred million dollars, she would have had all the opportunities she wanted. Oh, I that's think. true. <laughs> Money. Yeah. But, but but imagine being Cory Booker. Imagine being Julian Castro, and basically they changed the entire debate rules. Mm-hmm. They should have been based upon the rules they have now. They should have been on that debate stage. Yes. But little Mikey can come on in, Mini Mike. and buy an election. Five hundred million that. or four over four hundred million. Five hundred million dollars he spent. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be the most. If he's if it's him and Trump, oh, good lord. Yeah, but Trump pretty much said he's not going to spend that much money. Well, he's not. Well, he, yeah. I mean, he has the bully pulpit. Yeah. He doesn't really have to. Right. Oh my God, I, I I can't wait until the general election starts. I'm 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 really psyched. I'm really pumped about it. It's heating up. Yeah, but you know, joining us next is a candidate from the 38th. Uh, he's running for the 38th legislative district in Illinois. I call it the old professor seat. Professor uh, Al Riley used right. to sit in the seat. Uh, uh, Max Solomon. Mm-hmm. I'm told he has a story out of this world. Um, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, we're waiting on him to get here. <laughs> Max, if you're listening, call in. Let us know where you're at. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. Keep it locked. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. You're tuned in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in studio is Kevin Lamar, Dr. Suggs. <laughs> it's growing. It's growing, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a forever fiction now because it's on Facebook. It's on the internet. I'm here. <laughs> so you, you can no longer deny that you're a doctor now because it's on the internet, remember? Hey, once it's on the internet, it's, it's true. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> right. So, uh, I don't want to belabor the time because I really want to get this story in here. Um... I was, uh, I think I was talking to Will County Chairman George Pearson, and he said, you got to get this guy on your show. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you got to get this guy named Max Solomon on your show. Mm-hmm. He, you have to hear this guy's story. Mm-hmm. And then I met somebody else, and they're like, uh, we were at some event, and he told his told story, and everybody's crying. I'm like, I don't want to be crying on the radio. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I'll call him. And he goes... No, 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 brother. I don't want to come. <laughs> My fake accent. I can't do it, so I'm sorry. Uh, joining us in studio, candidate for the 38th state rep district, uh, where the old professor Al Riley used to reside, uh, one of the smartest men in the General Assembly, I, in my opinion, 
Max Solomon, thanks so much. Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you for having me, and I'm going to teach you the accent. Oh, come on. Oh, you guys heard that? You guys hear that accent? I can't. I can't do it, man. Hey, just hit every syllable. Yeah, see, I, I had a I had a nervous breakdown and a and a very many strokes. So my 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 tongue is 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 lax now. I can't I can't really say what I used to say. But Max, yes, who is Max Solomon, and why are why should you be the next state rep for the thirty eighth? Wow, uh, a lot of packed questions there. Oh, who is Max Solomon? Uh, Max Solomon is an immigrant from Nigeria. Um, by the time I was fourteen, I had lost my mom uh, to a car accident. And two and a half years later, my dad died. Mm. I am uh, one of seven children. Mm. I'm second. And I'm the first son in Africa. That means you become daddy uh, as soon as daddy uh, exits. So at the age of 17, uh, I became basically uh, the breadwinner for my family. Uh, It was tough. It was difficult. I I didn't have an opportunity to do what a lot of 17-year-olds were doing at the time because I had a burden that I had to carry uh, my younger siblings. Um, and at the time my mom died, she had a five-month-old baby. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. 17 years old, you have to look after a five-month-old. Right. So, uh, anyway, fast forward, I uh, immigrated to the United States. With so, 40, this was all still over in Nigeria? This was still over in Nigeria. Okay. And uh, by the age of 19, 20, I immigrated uh, to the United States mm-hmm. with $40. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like 40. Angela Stanton. $25 <laughs> right. in my, to my name. $40 yeah. in my pocket. And uh, get into the United States, I was so excited at the airport, O'Hare Airport. Mm-hmm. And I got out of the airport. I couldn't find the $40. I don't oh, know what oh, I did with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I had no idea what I did with it. But you hey, somebody it, that it didn't matter. I, I didn't care. I was in God's own country. That, oh. was, that was what the United States was known as in Nigeria. Wow. So if you are in Nigeria and they say God's own country, they're talking about the United States of Amen. America. I love it. Mm, yeah. So awesome. I'm thankful. Uh, fast forward, I'm an attorney now. I have a master's degree in theology. I'm ordained. Uh, I'm a Christian, uh, conservative, and I'm a Republican in that order. That's okay. how I identify myself. <laughs> okay, now I got to stop you. Sure. Anytime I get somebody that looks like us on my show, right? well, I'm, I'm ish. Charles, Charles Love used to always say I'm blackish. <laughs> um, <laughs> when did you know that you were a conservative and why the Republican Party? Very good question. I grew up conservative. Mm. So the first thing that I identify with growing up uh, in Nigeria, actually my culture, uh, it's a very conservative culture. So for me, conservatism, conservatism is a, a, a part of the culture. Yeah. Right? My father was a minister, a Christian minister. Uh-huh. Uh, I was raised in, in Christianity. So the first thing or the first identity is you're a Christian. Yeah. You are a man of God. Mm-hmm. You're godly. You're God-fearing. You believe in Jesus Christ. So that's how we were raised. And then socially, we're very conservative. You know, all the um, uh, um, uh, pro-family, uh, um, education, uh, that's, that's how I grew up. So coming into the United States uh, as an immigrant, of course, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was duped. Uh, finding out that, oh, you're black. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, welcome to the United States, and you're black, and yeah. therefore, politically, you're a Democrat. So I fell for it, thinking, okay, well, that's just a party that you identify with. It doesn't 
define you. Yes. He doesn't take away the fact that you're Christian or that you're conservative on social issues. Yeah. And then I began to learn more about the United States. And fast forward, I raised my right hand and I became a United States citizen. I swore to uh, support the Constitution of the United States. That's an oath that I take very seriously. Wow. That's good. And then I began to learn more about the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. <laughs> and, then, and then I came to a point where I call a cognitive dis- dissonance, right? Mm. So I'm Christian. That's the first thing. Yeah. I'm conservative socially. That's the first, second thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I began to see the policies. Now it com- came there down it to policies. There it is. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Not personality. Not personality <laughs> at all. Policy. Mm-hmm. What does the Democratic Party have to offer? And what does the Republican Party have to offer? Mm-hmm. And then I came to a point where you know, I would identify as a Democrat just because they say I'm black and I'm supposed to you know, be a Democrat. But it wasn't working with who I am. Right. Yeah. All right, I'm a Democrat, okay, and I'm supposed to support abortion. No, like, yeah. no that's not what I am. So why am I still a Democrat? And then, oh, uh, take God out of the schools. Oh, no. God is in the school that I came from. Yeah. God is in everything. Yeah, you right. identify with God and... Right. Yep. I so fast forward, I became... Uh, I changed the third part. Remember I said Christian? Yeah. Conservative and Democrat. I changed the third part because that's the fluid part. And that part is dependent on policy. So for me, policy... Uh, is why I identify with the Republican Party. But, but but it's amazing how I mean, anytime you see immigrants yes. who come from different different parts, different other different, other countries, um, most of them come here and they become conservative. They gravitate towards the Republican Party, and I think a lot of it has to do with what, to your point, what happened back home. Right. I think when you see people coming from Poland, I think you see when you see people coming from a lot of socialist countries, and they see what's happening here in America, they're like, "Wait, right. oh, wait a minute, right? Time mm-hmm. out, right? Mm-hmm. I've come from that, right? Right? We don't want to go there, right? Right? And I think I think that's what. And then when you think, right? You know, when you actually are a reasonable person, right. and you look beyond the personality and you look for, for the substance, right, in the parties, you actually see that there's a lot more substance, exactly, in the Republican platform and in the party, mm-hmm. right. That's just my understanding, and that's how that's how I became right. a Republican and went to the conservative movement myself. Right. And do you catch a lot of in, in five seconds? Do you catch a lot of brief, grief? Oh, absolutely. Especially living out there, right? Especially <laughs> living in the 38th district. Oh, you're a black man. You're a Republican. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is when I hold that thought. All right. Because if you, if, you, if you lose it, I'm going to come after I'm you. I'm not going to lose it. I'm not going to lose it. Hey, you're tuning in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. We're talking to Max Solomon, candidate for the 38th Legislative District for State Rep. Keep it locked. We'll be right back with more Max Solomon. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. I wish that hook would just drop right there. <laughs> Lose yourself, Eminem. I wish it would just drop. You're tuned in to Black and Right, AM 560 The Answer, with your host, John Anthony. I got Dr. Suggs as my guest co-host. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> uh, I forgot. I, I keep forgetting to mention I got my little Kylie. She's number four of six. My wow. Kylie Julia Grace is in here with us today. She's awesome. Um, as blessing. you can see, she's been very patient. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, Max Solomon, who's a candidate for the 38th Legislative District 
the professor's district, you know, the professor's old district. Uh, before we were going to break, though, you, you had a point that you want to make. I told you if you lost it, I'm going to come after you. I didn't lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, I was going to tell you more about coming from an immigrant community or coming from uh, another country into the United States as an African-American man um, and then identifying with Democrats just because they say, hey, you're an immigrant, you got to be, and you're black, you got to be a Democrat. Even back then, when I would share my my views with Democrats, most of them would look at me and say, mm, you're not a Democrat. You know, you don't sound like a Democrat. Uh, everything you say sounds like you could be Republican. And then, of course, I began to study more. Uh, and then I realized that, hey, you know, it's time to identify with my values, right. with what I believe in, and, and definitely. Kevin has a question, but sure. who, who is the first person... Who was the first person here that you met that was a conservative Republican? I do, I'm curious. The very first person, recent. I'm going to go recently. Uh, I'm going to say George Pearson had a very uh, yeah. George George called me up and said, "Hey, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of things you've said. I've yeah. seen what you stand for. Have you thought about this?" <laughs> yeah, John and I were talking earlier. We were talking about messaging. We we're talking about. Um, what's important to the different districts. So I want to pose that question to you for the 38th district. What do you see, especially now that, you know, you, you don't have a primary, so now you can really just zone in on, you know, November. What's going to be your message uh, that you're going to be able to get, not just Republicans, but all people of 38th district to right. stand behind you on? Right. The, the most important thing for me, and I've lived in that district for about 25 years total, mm -hmm. uh, within that district from one city to the other, mm -hmm. uh, and I've seen the decline uh, the loss of jobs and businesses. Okay. I remember when Lincoln Way used to be the the, the yeah. mall, yeah. Uh, and in in you know, and I've seen that uh, go down south, mm -hmm. and I've seen the property taxes increase mm -hmm. tremendously. Mm -hmm. And the, the 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 disappointing thing, or the frustrating thing about that is, as the property taxes are going north, mm -hmm. the values are going south. Yes, uh, there's no explanation of that. We have no idea what's going on, and then. Uh, the current dispensation, I call it, the current administration comes in and say, hey, we're going to raise more taxes. Right. We're going to hit you with more taxes. Oh, by the way, we have a progressive, quote unquote, fair tax coming on the ballot. And we want you to vote yes to it. So I stand strongly against that. We've got to fix our tax issues. Uh, the people of this 38th district are in pain, uh, taxed to their, to their eyeballs. And, and the property values are not showing anything for it. And the school system, the school districts are not mm -hmm. uh, reflective of the amount of taxes uh, that we're paying in. That's true. And um, as you know, I was a former state representative. Right. And, I mean, we, they had the so-called property tax bills that were floated around. I think we voted 19 times or one, one, one fall or summer. I don't recall what it was. I think it was over the summer. We voted 19 times for a property tax bill Wow! to reduce properties, to freeze properties. To taxes. freeze it. Right. It was a fake bill. Wow. So they basically, we all voted no. Most of the Republicans, a few, a few voted yes, but most of the Republicans stood, stood, stood still and voted no because we knew it was just a, it was a fake bill. They just wanted to get us on the vote so they can do a mailer against us. But hey, you got five seconds. Where can people find you? www.maxsolomon.org. What about Facebook, Twitter? Facebook, uh, Max Solomon. Max Solomon. Yep. <laughs> there, you, there you have it, guys. Max Solomon, candidate for the 38th Legislative District. Um, look him up. He's a great guy. 
I think we're going to be seeing more about you. Thank you, You're John. listening to Black and Right on AM560 Ass, and we'll be right back. Keep it locked, because we not stuck on stupid. <laughs> And now, more Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, you've tuned in to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, in studio with uh, Dr. Suggs. Hey, hey. Max Solomon decided to stick around, and Kylie's in studio with us. Hey, before we wrap up the show, I got a guy in. I got a guy, you know? You got a guy. I got a guy that's on the show. Hey, Sean from Elwood Park. What's up, buddy? Not much. Listen, I, I just caught your last interview with Max Solomon, and I'm going to tell you something. It's so eye-opening when you realize that's what's going to save not just Illinois, but the country in yes. general, are the people who immigrate here who understand what it means to swear allegiance to an idea of individuality, mm. of individual freedom and liberty. Yes. Because as you, as you listen to him, you realize that what, maybe 10% of high school seniors could actually pass the test that this man took to be a citizen. Amen. Mm -hmm. They have no idea, let alone swear allegiance to the concept mm -hmm. of, a, of a representative republic. Amen. So it's enlightening and it's inspiring to see them take action and run for office. You know, I personally think Illinois is a waste. Hey, 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 now. hey, now. But hey, <laughs> it's good to see that there's at least an effort forward and it's it's done on the right principles. So it's it, just want to tell you, good job, John Anthony. Hey, Sean from Elwood Park, thanks so much, buddy. And you know what? Thanks for... Thanks for being a listener and a supporter of the show. I really appreciate all your support. Yeah, and you should, because I don't call every show. I only call the shows of people I respect. So <laughs> thank you very much. You Thanks, take care buddy. of yourself. Yes, sir. Sean from Elmwood Park. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to send me a text or something on that one. Watch. <laughs> so, I mean, but he's right, right? Yes. So um, I want to play a clip, but but before we, clip, we play the clip, because we've got to wrap up the show, um, talk to the people. How can they get involved with what you're doing over at Bremen? So in Bremen Township, you can reach us at our Facebook page, which is Bremen Township Republican Organization. Uh, you can also email us at bremengop1 at gmail.com. That's B-R-E-M-E-N-G-O-P, the number one, at gmail.com. Yeah. You know, um, I, we, we don't have time to play all this clip, but I'm gonna, I, I want to play some of it because uh, I thought Blago's ending, uh, closing message was one for the ages. And I'm going to play some of it. I'm, I'm, I'll stop it um, probably after a minute or so in. But I thought this was brilliant. It is a broken criminal justice system, and it has been for a long time. Right. And it's a racist criminal justice system. But there's hope. And one of the great ironies of history is that so far up till now, in the history of our country, no one has done more or is currently working to do more to fix this broken and racist criminal justice system than President Trump and Jared Kushner. That's right. One last thing. I'm going to dab this blood again. Am I good? Just keep How am doing I doing? It. Just keep doing All right. It. I just feel I'm on me. Yeah. I'd like to say one thing about it. I'd like to say something about adversity. And I'd like to direct my remarks to all of my fellow underdogs out there who find themselves up against powerful forces and long odds. To anyone facing hard circumstances, who've suffered loss, are hurting, or who, like me, have hit rock bottom. You may be down. All your hope may seem to have disappeared. The road you have to travel is a long one. And home, that's where you want to be. It's so far away, you can't even see the flicker 
of a light at the end of the tunnel. But don't give up. Don't give up. Think of the people you love. I'll get it out. Hang on. Think of the people you love. That's where you'll find your purpose. My love for my family and my faith in God is what sustained me during this long and seemingly never-ending trial. Wow. True, true words. Isn't that the Christian faith and the Christian message? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guys, I want to thank all my guests. Kevin, thank you. Thank you. Max Solomon, Angela Staten King, Jerry Evans for Congress. Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Black and Right, where it's okay to be black. It's okay to be conservative. It's okay to support Trump. Where most importantly, it's okay to be black and right. See you next week.